Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I am your host Shannon Zhao, and today I am glad to be joined with Yi Cheng Shen. How are we doing, my brother? I'm good. How are you? Good, bro. I'm so happy to finally got you on. I've been waiting for this moment for a while. You know, we've been trying to schedule it for what a month. Yeah, months now. I think, dude, a long time. And also, I've I've just been busy with college apps. You know, trying to do podcasts, but just didn't have time. I'm just happy to finally be here again. Oh yeah, You're, thank you for having me. It's a of great course, place. man. Of course, I'm so happy to finally have you here. So let's just get straight into it, man. So like today, you you told me that you finished what you finished your APUSH research paper, your 11 page research paper that's not due in like a month or so. Yeah, is that is that so? Yeah, dude, why, why, why did you finish that so early? You know what I'm saying? So, I decided to start my my term paper last week when I got into when I got into the health center quarantine. Yeah, when I was in quarantine. Mm-hmm. So positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I started off writing, and I and I wanted to quit because I'm like, why am I even doing this? <laughs> yeah, things doing a month. My friends yeah, exactly. haven't even started out the outline. Yeah, exactly. So Yo, like, like when when is your outline even due? In two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. So your outline's not even due, but then you, you already finished your paper now. Yeah. So I mm. actually started research for my term paper, which okay. is about Navajos, the, Nav- okay. the impact of Navajo co talkers, okay, in the Pacific War. Okay. So I actually started a research. Okay. I think like like uh, a month ago now, because we've been assigned this term paper for about a month and a half. Really. So uh-huh. yeah. So like starting a month ago, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do some research in this Navajo thing. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I take some notes, take a lot of notes. Start writing. Um, start writing uh, this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I just want to quit. You know, like, what are you <laughs> doing this? Yeah, this is, this is absurd. Like, exactly, like, bro. So then I was talking to myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get this paragraph done. Then I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go scroll some TikTok and just relax. Mm-hmm. Ask the nurse for a bagel with some cream cheese. Just relax. Watch some movie. Watch Rocky Balboa. I don't know. <laughs> so then, um, Rocky. I um I finished the first body paragraph, mm-hmm. and then I'm like. I stop now. Yeah, you have the paragraph. momentum. Yeah, and then I finished the second body paragraph. Uh-huh. And that whole thing, it cost me like four hours because I was editing it too. Yeah. So in in total, I had six body paragraphs. By the time I, uh, by this 4.20 today, four, around 4.20 today, I was in Gilder, I was working alone. It was a beautiful view, man. On the third floor of Gilder, I was working mm-hmm. alone, writing my, pa- my term paper, <laughs> and I finished it, and I was so happy. Dude, I'm happy for you, man. Th- it's it's a big transition, dude. And I know that this is not the first instance. You've been on your business or on or being early for the past while. You know? well, there's no harm in being early, but there's a lot of harm in being late because one of the key issues mm-hmm. nowadays was like academic work is that you always start it like two, three days before it's due. Mm-hmm. But then your excuse is like, Oh, I, I had a soccer game. Oh, I had a. I was busy this whole week. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes just lying on your bed watching TikTok and doing nothing, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, you know. And what really motivated me to start working was the fact that others haven't, you know? It's like. Cause this is, I but, this but, is, but that thought, how did it originate? You know, what caused you to have that thought to be early than others? To be others? So Is it like a, a movie? No, like I'm gonna moment? be completely honest, right? I'm gonna be completely okay. honest. I think around three weeks ago, uh-huh. I got up at five thirty 
This uh-huh. is gonna seem a little funny, but okay. I'm serious. Okay. I got up at five thirty because mm-hmm. I was I want to take a shit so bad. <laughs> I got, you know that feeling you get you wake up and you're like I got a shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I know you. So I wake up. My roommate, like they're like, mm, like <laughs> he came open his eyes. Yeah. I walk down the hallway. I look over. I, I look no down one. the hallway. Not a single soul. So obviously this was after taking a shit. Yeah. So I, I look. I look at the. This was like a month ago, cause three week, three weeks ago, like less yeah, than a month yeah, ago. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So it was like at like five forty. Okay. The, I was looking at like the Chapel Hill. Yeah. The sun's almost rising up, you know. Yeah. Not a single soul on campus. No. And I was not like, even security. Not no, not security. <laughs> security started like six o'clock around. They started yeah. like transporting all that stuff and the yeah. dining hall services. Yeah. So. Why not I go for a good. run? Why not go for a run? You know, get some yeah. fresh air. I wasn't uh-huh. even that tired, anyways. Put okay. some put some sweatpants, put a sweatshirt on, put some uh, put a beanie on. <laughs> and I started playing the uh, Rocky theme music, kind of flying out by Bill Conti. <laughs> so I'm like, I just might as well go for a run. You know, why not? I go for a run, uh-huh. and then um, it was, and then after I got up, it was the best feeling I've ever had in your life. No. Yeah, or actually, it was one of the best feelings I've ever had, but the best the feeling best. I've got uh-huh. I've had since the since, since the start of this academic year. Mm-hmm. And I took a cold shower that day, and that mm-hmm. was like one of the first times I've ever taken a cold shower. Man, I was shivering. I was like, I was like on my toes the whole time in the shower. <laughs> I was freezing. It was <laughs> so cold. So after a cold shower, my God, I felt I loved it. I loved. I love that moment. Like that mm-hmm. moment, I feel like I could fly, you know. <laughs> so then, at, th- at that point, it was like six thirty, six forty ish. Still, nobody was up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got, I've ran a mile and a half, mm-hmm. taking a cold shower. Nobody's mm-hmm. still up. Mm-hmm. Might as well do something else, you know. Mm-hmm. Started reviewing my notes, look mm-hmm. at some Wall Street Journal, because mm-hmm. then that's what I was thinking. Like, what do successful people do in the morning? Mm-hmm. They have this morning routine that they have. Yeah, you know that Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg goes to sleep at seven thirty, seven thirty p.m. and he wakes up at three, and starts his morning routine and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was trying to be like, you know, mm-hmm. have a good morning routine set up. Mm-hmm. I read my notes, mm-hmm. look at some Wall Street Journal, see how the stock market is doing. Yeah, because I got an account for me set up in this uh, in this in this place mm-hmm. called eToro dot com. Mm-hmm. Is it is it real money or it's uh, it was, it's real money? Mm-hmm. I just want to see how the stock market was doing. And okay. See if there's any changes around the world. Okay. And it's beautiful because like in the morning while everyone else is asleep, mm-hmm. every, no one has even worked up. Uh, no one has even woke up, and I've already like finished half the stuff that you even wouldn't do. I would never moment. even think about doing. Yeah. what I've done, and I was so proud of myself. I started with my notes, my mm-hmm. for homework, see what I can add on to from last night's homework. Mm-hmm. Review for a test upcoming, mm-hmm. upcoming test. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, and mm-hmm. uh, I went to class. Mm. Next morning, get up at six. Mm. You want to hear my alarm clock? Yeah, play it. Go for it. <laughs> right now. Right now. This is my alarm. I have, I have a couple of alarm clocks. I want to say sorry to the audiences. I apologize in advance. <laughs> Just lower your volume. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my six a.m. wake up alarm clock. <laughs> oh my god, bro, turn that down, turn that down. Okay, okay, okay. Yo, shit. So that's my six o'clock wake up alarm. And I'm sorry. I, and I sincerely apologize to my roommate. And this is the one I have right afterwards, you know? Okay.
So that's one. What is this? That's Larry Wheels and his and his um training partner yelling at the train. Larry Wheels training partner yelling at him as he was mm-hmm. doing bicep curls. Mm-hmm. And what the training partner was saying is, someone out there is working is uh, working harder than you. Mm. And Larry Wheels replied, "No, no one's gonna work harder than me. Mm. So I'm I gonna like I dedicate myself to being the hardest worker in my dorm. Mm. You know, get up before everyone gets up. And sometimes when I feel happy, I listen. To, <laughs> I listen to this. <laughs> and what that is is when I was in a boot camp in eighth uh-huh. grade, I woke up to this every single day for two months straight. <laughs> it's the it's the trumpet." Uh, I think the song's name is uh, Wake Up and Shine. Uh-huh. So I really enjoy these songs because they keep me up in the morning. Uh-huh. I just have the same morning routine every single day. Uh-huh. I take a break once in every three days. But then... Three days. Like, then what I do you mean get, by taking a break? That means, like, I wake up at, like, 6.30, 6.40, just skip the run, just go take a cold shower. Uh, the reason I skip the run you is... You call waking up at 6.30 taking a break? Yeah, because I usually wake up at 6.00. So it's like a 40-minute nap. That's and, the man. And, that's my man. No, no, and that's really comforting, you know? Uh-huh. Like, wake up at 6.40. I'm so, like, so much comfortable than waking up at 6. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is because I don't want to get shin splints. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, need my, no, I need my feet to relax. Of course, know? definitely. You need sleep to recover. Yeah, I know, for sure. Injury prevention and everything. Sleep is the most important thing in yeah. hu- for human bodies. But anyways, that that is some impressive story man i want to sort of trace back to your past though because i know you 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 haven't been like this in your past uh, i want to go back to like perhaps back in freshman year because when i first met you bro this is just a kid you know that doesn't really care about school and just gets into trouble and just you know, does some random things and just like there you know oh man like, yeah. but but then now i see you you're, you're the hardest worker, and you, you, you finish your term paper two months before no, no, everyone. I'm not the hardest worker. Uh, I try okay, to, okay, I sure. to be the hardest you're on your You're on your way to be the hardest worker, sure. But how, how did that process come about? And and were you were you like that before you okay. came to NMH? You know, what was you, it like? Before I came to NMH, I was in this school called HIS, Honjo International School. Mm-hmm. Man, there were some jackasses there. These mm-hmm. people, man, they were, like, fucking on my head, you know? <laughs> when I went into that school, I was a positive young kid with a positive mindset. And every day in that school, and I, and viewer discretion or listener discretion, <laughs> they told me to go kill myself every single day what? for a year straight. Wait, what? Yeah. They told you to kill yourself? They told me to kill myself. And it Why? Was, it, was, it wasn't, like, they didn't mean it, you know? It was a joke. Like, they were just, like. Like, what would they say? Like, yeah. Like, well, they said it in Chinese. They said, "If I was you, I will directly translate to, I will kill myself." Mm-hmm. So then it was like their form of entertainment to kind of make fun of people, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, so then at first, I'm just like, I don't want to get involved with these jackasses, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, obviously, people would tell me like, go find some other people in your grade. Well, yeah. I can't. There was 24 people in my grade. How can I find anyone else? Really? There was 24 people in my grade. 24. How about in your school in general? There was, um, the school was a high school, and it was a kindergarten to 12th grade. Like K-12, yeah. Okay. Yeah, K-12. to And the other people, like, 
it was just completely separate. You know, it was like one grade, one friend group, one grade, one friend group. So it was there. There I was. You know, like mm-hmm. I just came back from Seattle. You know, like mm-hmm. I lived in Seattle for six years. Mm-hmm. All my friends there, mm-hmm. and I was like in sports team. I had a lot of friends. You know, I, it mm-hmm. was like it was like the best moment of my life. And <laughs> I, I was yeah. really happy in Seattle too. I mm-hmm. called Seattle home for six years. I everything I know was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Come back, you know, and just bullshit school. Mm-hmm. I got no friends. Sitting mm-hmm. there alone in the, in the lunch table, mm-hmm. just looking at people laughing, you know. And I was playing Clash Royale, just looking at people laughing like this shit distracting <laughs> me, like, like I fuck with my mind. And then then there's people telling me to go kill myself all day, you know. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And that kind of shit. How long were you there for? Four years? No, a year. A year? Yeah. Shit, man. I spent eighth grade in there. Sorry to hear that. I mean, w- no, no, no. I spent ninth grade in HIS, and I repeat it, and I came to here as a freshman. Oh, uh, when I was a I freshman see. in HIS. Okay. At first, mm-hmm. I was a good kid. Mm-hmm. I like to work hard, mm-hmm. you know. And then I saw the things. I saw positive things, mm-hmm. and I also knew how to dress too. Like mm-hmm. I was rocking with some thrasher mm. and I had some Adidas pants, you know. So. <laughs> What's it called? Yeah, the trip, yeah. NMDs. You know those <laughs> NMDs? And I was rocking yeah, the drip. Mm-hmm. By the end, oh, God, I don't even know what I was wearing. Like, like the shit I wore, like, disgust me. But You got influenced by your environment? Yeah. You know what? They they call me try hard. And they made fun of my work ethic. Yeah. So then I was like, you know, I might be a try. This shit's stupid. Like, if I do this again, they'll make fun of me. And they said they were. So you abandoned your. So, so I abandoned my previous beliefs. And I kind of just. Just to myself and their beliefs mm-hmm. that tryhards are retards is what sure. they said, and they said they want to. They said um, if I w- if they were me, they kill myself. People made fun of me. People walked past me. They started laughing at me. I'm like, mm. what the fuck? I, I don't even know those guys. Like, why are they laughing at me? Mm. Like, I don't even know your name. Mm. And then man, the girls there, like, like at the time, I was like, I was judging people on how they looked. Right? Mm. Some of them, they look good. Mm-hmm. But then every single one of them was so toxic. Mm-hmm. And they just like, they were so toxic and they wanted to like, whenever you talk to them, they just kind of treat you like a trash can so they can dump all their like negativity onto you. And like, you like what? They dump Give all their... Give some examples. Okay, well, there was this girl. Mm-hmm. She and her ex-boyfriend just broke up. Mm-hmm. And she was talking to me about how all guys were shit. And she said all guys were dogs. And I'm just like, how long were you together with this guy? A week, she said. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, obviously, like, you guys don't even get to know each other. And then yeah. she's like, are you going to listen to me or what? Because you don't, if you're not going to listen to me, I have like 20 more guy friends that will listen to me. So you, I go hang up the phone <laughs> right now. I'm like, are you fucking taking this shit? Yeah. You know, like, this complete boy, like, she's dumping all her negativity on me. Yeah. So. I, That's horrible. Man. man, so when I got a chance to come to NMH, I was so happy. Because mm-hmm. I was expecting the school to be like a haven, to be like full of nice people, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I expected everyone to like be ha- be friendly with me. Mm-hmm. And then there was COVID, so then I was scared. <laughs> if I came to NMH, people were bullying me because someone in China came up with this uh, coronavirus. Yeah. So then I got scared, but when I came to NMH, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was oh man, I still remember. I was what alone. Next? Yeah. I was alone on a flight. 
the whole time. Mm-hmm. In a K and K ninety five, K ninety five, didn't take it Even off one time. I only you remember st- the flight name. I rem- I remember the fl- no no no. It was the mask's name. Oh, the mask was oh. K ninety five. Okay, and didn't take it. I had some sip of water. Mm-hmm. Didn't go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I held my shit in for sixteen hours. <laughs> didn't eat anything because it was they served nothing. Uh huh. And then um, I came to. I landed in uh, New York, uh-huh. and when I was trying to go out, like on my way out the airport, that thing took like two, three hours. So then, um, from New York to NMH was five hours, and by the time I got to NMH, it was like eleven o'clock p.m. Uh huh. So then, there I was. I haven't eaten like thirty hours because <laughs> I didn't eat before the flight either. You didn't even eat no, when you got to no, JFK. No. I couldn't because my parents told me strictly, don't take off your mask because you might get COVID. Because they said people in New York were like, they don't care about their lives. That's what they said in China, that people would just walk around the street without a mask. Uh, and at the time, I was like, that's just absurd. Like, why would anyone? Like, I was so scared of virus. Yeah. Like, that virus was like. I, I know what you, I know what you I, mean. I was, I was scared of virus. And mm-hmm. then I came to NMH. Mm-hmm. I haven't eaten in 30 hours. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't eat again because I, I was scared of going out my room. Mm-hmm. So I had two luggages and a backpack mm-hmm. And I had to walk four floors up In um, Crosley Crosley I didn't know there was an elevator So I carried my baggages mm-hmm. Walked four floors up <laughs> That took me like seven minutes or something <laughs> I was like sweating I sat down because I, I was so out of breath mm-hmm. And My room was really hot I didn't have a fan or something mm-hmm. And uh, When I walked in the room I just I was in, I was despair, you know, like I just burst into tears because mm. there was no friendly people. There was, there was my roommate. And, uh, at the time I kind of acted, you know, a little stupid. I wanted to joke around with the guy, mm-hmm. but, uh, you I, didn't I, take it. He didn't, he didn't really take it that well. He mm-hmm. was kind of mean to me and mm. he, he was a really cold guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing about this guy, I'm not gonna mention his name, but he, he was um, he was a bit mean to me outside. Like mm-hmm. he'd call me names and he'd make fun of me for the mm-hmm. things I'd say outside to joke around with him. But then on the inside, like when we were inside a room, like sometimes he'd be nice to me, you know. Sometimes. Like sometimes. So then I was, I cried the whole night, and like one o'clock in the morning, I cried until like seven o'clock. With him being there. No, or? I, I didn't make a sound when I cried though. He uh-huh. was sleeping. I uh-huh. was just like on the other side of the room, just uh-huh. fucking bursting out in the tears. Because <laughs> I miss my family so much. And I felt like this year is going to suck. Like this year is going to suck so bad. Even worse than HIS. Yeah, that's what I thought, you know. Uh-huh. Next morning, I met some of my f- first friends. Mm-hmm. Justin Wang, gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Yam Yao, he's also gone. It's Matthew yeah. Hui and um, Ian Lee. Uh-huh. And uh, those were the boys. Those were original five boys, you know? Yeah, I remember that. So, Hewing and I didn't really get along that time. Mm-hmm. And the only friend I really had was just Justin Wayne, you know? Justin Wayne, he, he got kicked out. Like, he got kicked out second week of school. <laughs> so, <man>. No wonder. <laughs> yeah. He was a crazy guy. Damn. But... At first, man, my my goals when I came into freshman year, my goals were mm-hmm. solely t- 
to get a girlfriend. <laughs> really? Yeah, to get a girlfriend. And it was also to get to the certain level in a video game called Wonder Royale, which is <laughs> oh my god, yeah, which is like uh, League of Legends. League of Legends, I, yeah. Which is like yeah, Chinese. League of Legends. And I just I want to get that level so bad. But we need to give some the audiences some context though. So right. This so this this game is the most popular game in China. It has what one one billion players. Uh, That's what they advocate. Definitely more. Definitely more more definitely than a billion more. players. You one out of nine people in China have this video. No game. billion billion. I know. Shi. Oh no, never. No, like like three hundred million. No, no, but five hundred. I'm, I'm saying like million. people around the world play this too. You know. Yeah, Not yeah. Just no, I, I know what you're saying. Like they advocate this game all around the world. But right? it's but 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 it's so popular. It's insane. Yeah. Like you talk to any Chinese and ask them if they know this game or have this game, they, they know yeah. they'll say yeah. They say yeah. Even if you ask like a seventy year old grandpa, they say yeah. <laughs> seventy year old. Seventy year old. Really? My grandpa knew what it was, and I I was surprised because at the time I came back to China, I didn't even know what that was, and I asked him what that was. He's like, oh yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Grandpa, what, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's insane. But okay, oh, what were your targets for that game though? I wanted to reach um, Wangzhe, which yeah, is the, yeah, highest, the level. highest level. Yeah, so that basically requires like you have to win seventy games, and each game is like not o- more no. than seventy, right? No, no, seventy, because then it's like Xinyao. Yeah, like yeah, before yeah. Wangzhe, you have Xinyao, five times, which is twenty five stars. Twenty five, yeah. And then before Xinyao, you have Huangjing, yeah. which is also twenty five stars. And before Huangjing, you have something that's consistent of like fifteen stars. Yeah, and then before that, it's Qingtong and there's 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 and just five. oh yeah, back then there know. were probably only like that, and they added so many yeah. more because so many people are playing this game, yeah. and so many people are getting up the rank so fast. So, yeah. um, so, so that, those are my only goals. I didn't <laughs> give a shit about GPA. I also want to make friends. I want people to like me. Mm. I, I didn't want to be that guy, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was trying to be like, like clowning around and. Yeah, don't want to be a tryhard. Don't want to, no, don't want to be deemed as a tryhard because yeah. of that. Yeah, trauma uh-huh. experience. Well, it wasn't a trauma. I won't call well, it trauma. Yeah, it was just it was a just horrible like, experience. It was a, yeah, it was a bad experience, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want. I wouldn't wish it for anybody. Mm-hmm. Horrible school. Don't ever go there. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then um, mm-hmm. it was a, it was not a good year. For me, freshman year, you freshman mean? year wasn't a good year for me. No, elaborate a little more. So, I so you wanted to I get wanted people to, to like you, yeah, and then I, I wanted to get to know people, you know. Yeah. And I, the truth was, I didn't have any friends freshman year. Like, like fresh, like start of freshman year, I didn't have any friends. I mean, I, I you still a, have a lot of people. I was a well. total loser. Yeah, it's like elaborate, please. I wanted to become somebody I wasn't. And I was saying stuff so people could like me more. I was trying to tell people jokes so they could like me more. And truth was, I was a fat, short kid. <laughs> right now, I'm I'm still short, but you know, at least I'm not fat anymore. Freshman year, Mike, yeah, I was fat freshman year, and I was short. I was insecure. I was unconfident, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to like say a lot of jokes so people could, you know, you know, like me a bit more. Mm-hmm. But then, truth was. I didn't like jokes at all. I don't, because then the jokes, where I got the jokes is from that school, you know, from HIS, Honduras International School. I learned to joke around in that school. 
like, that's not good. Yeah, but then the jokes are... <laughs> so, so what kind of jokes were you? Yeah. It was all negative like jokes. suicidal jokes. <laughs> and it wasn't funny at all. Like, like if what? If I think about it now, it's like, I'll be like, man, if I had that haircut, I'd kill myself. Like, I said that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it was so negative. Damn, bro. So people just didn't really like me because I was a negative guy. Yeah. But the thing was, I realized that. I was like, why am I being so negative all the time? Yeah. And that was like, I started thinking about that question in February. So then I started becoming more positive. I like to see the good things and everything again. Did you, wait, did you stay on campus during Christmas or no? No, I did not. Oh, okay. I went back, uh, I went to Irvine because my family has a house there. Okay. So then I was in Upper Mod. Like at mm-hmm. first I was in Lower Mod, then I was in Upper Mod. And then in Upper Mod, I didn't really have any friends either, mm-hmm. except for Wilson. And mm-hmm. then, then one day came this guy. And I, sh- I was scared of this guy. Like, this guy, he been he's known for some, like, shit things. Like, <laughs> like what I heard, like, he punched an RL, and he, like, Damn. He, oh. he was a complete <laughs> badass. And I was scared of this guy. Like, they said, was, they said he was coming to my dorm. <laughs> I remember that story. I was scared. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. So uh, this guy came. <laughs> His yeah. name is Stephen Kalchev. <laughs> and yeah. and yeah, Stephen was re- was really like my only friend back in the freshman year. Yeah. And through Stephen, I got to like squash some of my beasts with some people. Mm-hmm. And through Stephen, I, I got to know uh, Bogdan. The, the Bill Bogdan. Not Bill, yeah. And also mm-hmm. Davis Miller a bit more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. through, and uh, Stephen led me to the gym sometimes. Uh-huh. And he bossed me around the gym, you know. He like tell me to do stuff that I don't want to do, but he's like, "Do it, do it. You want to do it for the games, bro? Thing, bro, thing. Up, up, up. <laughs> that kind of stuff." So like, before that, have you ever hit the gym no, before? Never. 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 So you never knew what the gym was before. <laughs> hey, I was in China. Who goes to the gym in China? Who goes to the gym in China? Some people, except for like the top athletes who's been out of. School. Well, I mean, I still see people in gyms, but, they're, they're, but like they really ain't doing shit, are they? Well, they're still, but like, yeah, yeah. The average gym age is probably like thirty-five. Yeah. When I walk into a gym, yeah, I don't see no teenagers yeah, around me. Like, like I swear, bro, it's no, it's teenagers it's, are playing basketball or playing League of Legends. They're not. Yeah, League of Legends, and then it's basketball, and then it's like something else. Frisbee. Nowadays, it's frisbee, bro. Dude, come on! Everyone's playing frisbee back in China. It's crazy. It doesn't even make Maybe sense. Maybe something, or in like, or in um, chess competitions. Or yeah, well, yeah, or also Clash. Ra- I don't know, just <laughs> video Clash games, Royale. bro. Yeah, but no, this guy Steven, like, he was. No, they're studying. Everyone's studying. That's true. But like, then this bro. guy Steven, like, mm-hmm. he introduced a whole new world to me, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was it, freshman year. Really? I had no work ethic as well. Huh? Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. So then came uh, sophomore year. First first half of the year, the zero work ethic, fucking around still. Second half, started to realize something. Something started to like tingle inside of me. Like, what? What exactly did? What was that moment like? Like I started to realize. Is there a specific somebody, moment no, no, listen, or listen, listen, thing? I, mm-hmm. I started to realize something. If somebody called me a try hard, the only thing I've done run is not try harder. When someone calls you a tryhard, like now, like someone calls me a tryhard, thank you, I appreciate it because I should be trying hard. <laughs> yeah. like, we shouldn't be trying hard in life. I want to be successful. Like exactly, you, like, you don't want to be successful. What the fuck are you calling me a tryhard for? You know. Nah, I know what you're so, saying, bro. 
Someone calls you a driver. Mm-hmm. Try even harder. Try so hard that you shock yeah. them. Yeah. That they don't call you a driver anymore. I heard this quote. Instead of killing them with kindness, torture them with success. Never heard that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty sick quote. Yeah. Torture torture these people with success. Who who should talk to you. I understand that. Yeah. What I realized mm-hmm. was that if you wanted to do something, anything, it could be so stupid. It could be so stupid. It could be like serving people ice cream or a, dressing up as a clown for Halloween. But you know what? If you want to do anything, do it to your best. Do it to your max. Give everything you got. Aim for the best. Because mm-hmm. if you want to do something, then actually do it. Then actually do it. You know, like give your effort. Try to do it. Try to do it best. Mm-hmm. Or else why do you even do it? Yeah. You're giving it time. You're putting your time and energy. Mm-hmm. How long are you going to live on? How long you get, How many years you got left, you know? Yeah. Well, for me, I got like 80 more years. Cause, you know, I, you never kidding. know, though. Yeah, but you never know when you're going to die. So, so time is really like, mm-hmm. I heard this time guy, mm-hmm. uh, this quote that basically said, nothing fucks you harder than life. Oh, nothing fucks you harder than time is the yeah. quote. Time goes by fast, man. Yeah, it does. Cause then, blink of an eye, I'm a junior. Yeah, you're a junior. And then next time, you you be like junior in co- yeah, okay. yeah, well, college. Yeah, okay, college apps. Okay, the college apps is another set point. Yeah. So I was surprised, you know. Yeah. I was um. I realized, God, someone calls me and try. I try even harder. Hmm. I, if I wanted to do anything, if I set my mind on something, you can do it. I yeah. would do it. Like, you have to believe that you are the man. Like, you see how, you see my hand? Mm-hmm. See how small this thing is? Mm-hmm. And compared to other people's hands, they have so much, they have such a, like, like your hand, your your hand is so much larger than mine. And you are taller than me. And I could say the same thing for almost everybody else in the school. But mm-hmm. most of these people, they have these physical advantages. They have... They have these physical advantages and they have like this beautiful face on them, you know? But they don't do anything with them. They sleep all day. They go on TikTok. They're lazy. And, and you know, if you're lazy and if you are, if you're lazy, you cannot get anything done. You just cannot get anything done. You're right. If you don't try hard, you won't get anything done. Mm-hmm. So you got to put the, you got to put time in it. You need to have ego. Like, mm. once you have ego, right? Some people might say, oh, the guy's egotistic. <laughs> like, that guy's self-esteem is too high. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so what? I mean, you lose a couple of friends. You lose some people who doesn't like you. But why does that matter, you know? What matters is... you loving yourself. Yeah, you need... You, and then you believe that you're the guy. You need to believe that if you want to do something, if I wanted to do something, I can do better than you. Mm. You need to believe that. Mm-hmm. And that belief needs to be plausible, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it cannot be just, like, I want to be taller than 6'6". Six, six. Then I have to get, like, a lot of surgeries to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, that seems, that's, that's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm talking about is something that is achievable Realistic with my hands. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how short you are. It doesn't matter how uh, how young you are, how old you are, how heavy you are, how light you are. If you want to do something, you can do it. Bottom line is you're just making excuses that you making excuses and thinking that people will laugh at you, you know, if you do it. 
there's a really funny story in um in uh in uh Hangzhou actually. Mm-hmm. The story goes like this. Um, this guy is driving Lamborghini mm-hmm. through the streets of of Hangzhou. Mm-hmm. No one even looks at it. No one cares about the Lamborghini mm-hmm. because everybody is so caught up with their work. Everybody only wants to win for themselves. But mm-hmm. you, if you're driving in, let's say, like a cheaper car, like a like a Toyota, mm-hmm. but you are somebody else's customer. Mm-hmm. You're not even driving a Lamborghini. You're driving a, in a Honda or in, in a in a Toyota. People will swarm up to you and ask you to buy their f- products, because people will only people. The story, the, the the morale of the story was people will look at you. People will put their focus and attention on you if you have something to offer to them. If you have nothing to offer to them, if you're just a regular stranger, no one will care about you because you know why? Mm-hmm. Weak minds. Discuss people and strong minds discuss ideas. Mm-hmm. I've heard that quote too, yeah. Yeah. And media minds discuss events. I think that's how the quote went. So yeah. I don't want to be those like people who gossip. I don't want to listen to people's gossip, you know? I don't, I don't really uh, give too much attention to uh, what's going on around. I, I don't give much gossip to like, you know, oh, Justin Bieber has a new girlfriend. Some stuff like that. Yeah, so I what? Ca- you know what I care about? Yeah. What percentage NIO has rised today mm-hmm. for the stock market? Because I have invested $200 on that stock, mm-hmm. and it's dropped by 50% in the last two months. That's tough. But you know what? But, but mm-hmm. no. This stock is going to go up. And the reason for that is because people in China, like this NIO, NIO is a big company. Mm-hmm. And right now there's an economic crash in China. But then there's also going to be an economic crash in, a, in America, just before midterms for elections, mm-hmm. after midterms, everything's going to go skyrocket. Mm-hmm. So this $200, $200 is going to be very well spent. Because you know what they say? Something about a rainbow, and you know, something about a storm, and then a rainbow, something like that. <laughs> yeah. But me, things going to Okay, okay. I mean, definitely. That, that, that was pretty inspiring from you, man. I just I wanted to sort of dive deeper into into that specific moment, that transition because that that is a heck of a change, from a person who cared a lot about other people's attention and judgments about whether people liked you or not, to a person who who is the opposite of that, who, who or who has to be the opposite of that to to say oh I don't really care if you like me or not I'm just gonna be me and then I know you will like me one day or something like that like was was like you you talk about your realization right was there like a person that you yeah. talked to was there like a role model was was there, was there a movie that you watched or there, there is there is and it wasn't a movie or a role model it was myself actually so like you, summer you journaled of, or something or? Uh, this this summer I was in a competition I somehow somehow I don't know how I got into a national competition mm-hmm. this summer. Mm-hmm. It's about like an e- economics uh, competition, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, there were like two hundred of us, and we're called together to meet in this um, hotel in Shanghai for this big competition. Mm-hmm. So then each one of us gets to go up to on stage and hear what the judges have to say about us. Mm-hmm. Judges, are like some guys in front of me, <laughs> the judges said they did a really good job, really good job. Mm. And when I went up on that stage, you know what that judge said about me? Mm. 
that guy nearly decapitated me. Hmm. And the words that came out of his mouth felt like bullets coming out of a rifle just shooting at me. I I was because what he said was I was a lazy. Basically, he said I was a lazy bum who should never des- who should have never deserved a shot at this competition. He said, if uh, he said, um, with my work ethic, I will get nowhere in life. And what he said, he said that in front of the public. He said that in front of three hundred people. It wasn't just one person. It was one guy wearing glasses. He said that there was like four other people sitting next to him, just judging you. Yeah, judging and your me. your project. It wasn't a project. It was a team project, you know. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was like government simulation. So we had to came to come together, create this. There was two governments, and each government was like, f- uh, each government was a team consisted of five people, mm-hmm. and the government leads multiple companies, mm-hmm. and each company consisted of five people and or five or six people. Mm-hmm. So then there's like two governments mm-hmm. of five people, and the governments mm-hmm. are the most important. So I was one of the government officials. I was one of the ten people mm-hmm. in the in the place, mm-hmm. and there was like f- there was um. 200 people in total. Mm-hmm. So what I did, was I basically did nothing. I was, I was, I was relaxing, and I was letting my teammate carry me, and I was just seeing what they were doing. You know, the thing was I wasn't good at Chinese, so I wasn't really able to communicate with them either. Mm-hmm. The, the, but the judge called me. He said I was like, this. How did he, he know? Criticized, mm-hmm. He criticized me mm-hmm. for not working hard, mm. and that criticism felt worse than any other criticism I've ever got for working hard. So remember how I told you about people Yeah, 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 people would make hard. fun of you. This time I didn't work hard. He criticized, and the things he said made me realize that, what the fuck am I doing with my life? You know? Like. Same. And mm-hmm. the next, uh, that night, I cry myself to sleep. I have a cry since then. I cry myself to sleep. The next morning, I woke up. And I had one goal in my mind that was never to be laughed again. Never to be laughed again. And how would I be laughed again? And, and people laughing never at me. Never to be laughed again. Never to what? be laughed at again. And anything, just, just at anything, dude. No, but. I mean, that's that's impossible, though. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like if you work it, hard, it, it's what you consider can, to be laughter, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like that's what some I'm saying. people can laugh at you for working hard. Yeah, exactly. They're losers. Exactly. Why do you care? Exactly. Those I don't consider them as laughter, but you know what I do consider as laughter? Never be laughed at again for not working hard. For enough. never for not working hard. Dude. If I'm that's, given a, if I'm given an opportunity or a chance, I bite onto that like a pit bull, biting onto a bone. Like I will not let that opportunity see. There's this is cool. Here we go again. And if you had one shot, uh-huh. one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted, one moment. Did you, you capture it? it? Let, Let us see. see. <laughs> There's bombs and shit. Sweat already. Mom's, Mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. Anyways, <laughs> my, point, my point here being this: <laughs> me and Bogdan love seeing this. So like, yeah, no, of course. So who doesn't? Yeah. So I woke up that because day. opportunities they come. They come oh, so little. This school, this school is an opportunity for me to flip my life upside down. This school will make me successful mm-hmm. if I choose. If I if I let it, to, if I allow it to be successful, mm-hmm. if I allow myself to be successful. And what I mean by that is I have to work hard. So that that morning I woke up, one goal in my mind, that was to never be laughed at again. Mm-hmm. 
try hard in every single thing I do in life. Mm-hmm. Everything, like in the in the gym, you cannot be socializing. But if you want to socialize, go to a party. And honestly, I'm I can, I'm not good at socializing. I don't know what to say to people if I, when I first made them. <laughs> I'm shit at socializing. But you know what I'm yeah, good at now? I feel you. Mm-hmm. I'm good at endeavoring. I'm good at working hard. Because mm-hmm. that was my goal, to never to be laughed at again. But, but, but imagine, imagine if the, if, imagine if the judge said, good job, yeah. E-Chain. It's fine. That was not so bad. Mm-hmm. Good job. That, and, and I, I think, think to that myself. is what I, kills. Yeah, and, and I think to myself, mm-hmm. I need to do a pretty good job. You know, I did do a pretty good. I I tried pretty hard. I, you know, I don't even speak. Chi- I don't speak the Chinese that well, so you know, I did do a pretty good job. And I go back, continues to be scolded, continue continue to be laughed at for working hard. Same goes. Same life goes on. And there's no us sitting here talking about my mindset, old me, being mm-hmm. a bum, not working hard. My point being is, there are no. Two words in the English dictionary more harmful than good job. I love that. I was just going to say. Whenever someone tells mm-hmm. me the good job, I know they're bullshitting me and I got to work hard. <laughs> really? I, I got a, I, I recently got I a mean, f- it is about in every certain situation. Even if you did gave like a hundred out of a hundred performance that you perceive you gave you, you think you did, there's always something to improve on. Because this there's is my mindset. There's always something to improve on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't mean to disturb you, mm-hmm. but this, this is my mindset. There's two type of teachers. Mm-hmm. There's Chinese teachers and there's American teachers. I'm just kidding. There's <laughs> there's strict teachers and just not strict teachers. And what I mean by um, <laughs> so, so what I mean by Listen. not strict teachers is they grade people and they gave a lot of compliments. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, you did your best, and that those are teachers that hand out awards like participation awards for trying hard. Mm-hmm. You know those kind of those type of awards for um, that was the good job award. Mm-hmm. Do you, those teachers will tell you good job no matter what happens in life, and if they tell me good job, that's not motivating. You know, I, you're like, eh, like. Before yeah. I'd be like, thank you. I did do a pretty good job. Yeah. I think to myself, you know, I did do a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. I'm practicing pretty hard. I did do a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. But now I think to myself, what have I done in life for them to say good job to me? Because if I exactly. really, if I really did something good, if I really did something, repeat it. Like no, if I really did something super duper 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 good, mm-hmm. they won't say good job. Mm. They will not say good job. They will That's say something true. along the lines of. This was amazing. That's excellent. You worked really hard, and I and I, uh, they will say something like this: um, "You've worked really hard in my class, and I respect this working hard." Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's the other type of teacher, the strict teachers, who will never say good job to you, even if you do really, really good, really super, 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 duper, 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 duper good. They will never tell you good job <laughs> because they always want you to do more. I know. Yeah. So that's my mindset. I love that. I absolutely love that. Did did that realization come about along with, like, along in your sophomore year or sophomore summer? That was, that was my sophomore summer. Hmm. And th- and then you came back as this new Yi Chang. 
I can see how how that change can come about. And I, I think something else that really affected me was last year. I was so scared of being alone. Like I, I did not want to be alone. I did not want to be sing, uh, alone eating lunch or dinner or breakfast. Like I had to go with a buddy. If I, if I wasn't done how alone eating, God, I'm a, I'm a sore. I'm a total loser. No matter what I did, if I'm eating alone, I'm a loser. And now I'm just like, when I'm eating alone, I reflect on the actions I've done. You know, when I'm by myself, I reflect on myself and I, re- and I think about how I can do better, how I can work harder, areas in my life where I can improve, small habits that I can get rid of, you know, small inf- impactful habits that are negative to me that I can get rid of. So, 1%, baby. Yeah, kind of like that 1%, you know what I'm saying? I, w- I kind of want to expand on this point a little bit about social recognition like or or also being likable because how how did that flip for you who cares if you're liked you know, who cares you're the um you're the king of the of the gray who cares 20 years from now no one's going to yeah, remember exactly. you for like, the king you know five five years from now five even five years three two like people going to college and and boom they forget about like the social hierarchy, whatever it is no, in high school. Think about it. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. In history, mm-hmm. what man has been remembered for something? Uh, one man has been remembered for, <laughs> for, being for being liked, for being popular. Popular in high school. And which man were being remembered because they were strong and successful and they did stuff? Who was, no, no. Who remembers people who were strong? Do you remember not who people were strong? What do you mean by strong? Like I mean strong, six, like, like physical. No, not not just physical, or mentally, mental. but also like the ability to lead. Every Successful. man, like you have no choice but to be strong, mentally mm-hmm. and physically, mm-hmm. because that's the only way to be successful. Mm-hmm. If you're a man, you're crying, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't mean this like, and you're showing your emotions in public, you're crying, as a man. Like, I don't understand what kind of man would ever do that. Cry in public. And have, like, an emotional breakdown, you know? Well, obviously, well, you know what? I, I take that back. I don't want to be canceled. No, no, no. I don't no. want to be canceled. No, hold up. I want to expand on that point a little bit. You got to be mentally you, strong. If you're a man, you can still have emotional breakdown. Well, no, of course you can have you can st- But you can't show that in public. Yeah. You have to be physical and strong enough that whenever you are in the public, you are the man. But then, yes, you need those emotional breakdowns. Like, like you said, like you shared in your stories today, I, I really appreciate your vulnerability. You shared about your three or four mental breakdowns, but they are life-changing moments. Everyone needs that. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if Yi Cheng didn't have that emotional breakdown, that crying that night after the judge telling him that thing, do you think Yi Cheng would still be the Yi Cheng that sits here right now? I don't think so. I, I, I generally don't think so. I think those down moments are what propels or propels success. You you do stocks, right? The stocks. If 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 you you, you don't see a stock that goes like this, you do see those stocks well, that go well, well, for for an for hour max. An hour max, yes. Like that goes straight up. But then they would, what happens afterwards? They dip. And what are the what are those stocks that you look at the best stocks? They rise sky high. What do they have in common? A drop, like a big drop or something. Big economic crash. setback mm-hmm. that they faced. And, 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 and so it goes in life. If you don't have 
a moment where you're forced, you, you're knocked down, failure, that you effed up so bad. Like, for example, back in, you know, freshman year, mm-hmm. when you say, or, or to the start of sophomore year, when you messed up, like you wasted a year and a half, but plus Hangzhou, so, so two years. But if those two years haven't happened, uh, I'm telling you, you won't be the you right now. Because you... That's what, that's what I'm saying. No, you're making a really good point because you need to fail to be successful. You need to fail to be successful. You need to face setbacks. You need to know the other side. Like, the, the, the start of school year, I'm going to say this in a moment of science speech, but I was, like, regretting you, and know, I was like, oh, shoot, why did I do this? Why did I do that? And why was I trying to be a likable person? Why was I trying to, you know, be popular? Why was I, why, why did I have all those bad habits? But then, and I started to feel sad about myself. I was like, fuck, man, why, blah, blah, blah. useless shit doesn't do anything. What does being sad about your past do to you right now? Like, what can you do about it? You can't do nothing. Nothing. This is wasting your time. Like, fucking being sad about things you can't change. Like, bro. That, that, that. But, that, but, but. No, sounds easy to say. Sounds weird to say. It's not funny to say. Like, people, yeah, why are you being sad about the past? Everyone does that. Everyone. Let me tell you. Everyone feels bad about something that they can't change. Oh, everyone does. But then. It's about getting past that point of realizing, oh, you can't change it. Oh, what can you change? And taking and learning from the past, taking action upon it. I really loved how the way you phrased that. That was beautiful. Mm. You know, I, I just got to say that was beautiful. Mm. You got to learn your mistake and then you got to move forward. You got to move forward because the, the only way time goes, the only life goes is forward. Time, life is, is, is a line. Mm-hmm. Even though we hate to see it as a line, we hate, we want to, you know, we want to imagine time as a thing that we can, you know, morph around, but we can't. Time is just linear. Seconds tick, 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 tick. We can decide what we do with this time. But yes, once you get past that point, there's no way to go back. It's nine o'clock right now. You can we cannot go back to a fifty nine. It's just physically impossible. But the good thing is. There's going to be another 9 o'clock tomorrow, and another 9 o'clock tomorrow, and another 9 o'clock tomorrow. So there is still time to make up for your mistakes. But are you going to be in that same situation? I love that. Yeah. You know what I just did on my phone? Mm. I pulled up a set of rules that I live by now and uh, I I do that too. You yeah. want to hear it? Oh, of course. I love, I love, to, I love to learn. So here are my rules. Mm-hmm. This is E-Chain's rules. Oh, for life. For life. Mm. First rule. Mm. Don't interrupt people. First rule. That's your first rule. Yeah, don't interrupt people. And I just interrupted. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. You weren't interrupting me. What I mean by interrupting is like, Mm -hmm. say something real quick. Yeah, what's up? How's it going? You know, I'm just talking about. Yeah, so I'm saying that (laughs) that's interrupting. I don't like interrupting. You know, like, I don't like to be interrupted and I don't like to interrupt people because that's, it's like something rude to do, you know? So just like, don't interrupt people. My first rule Mm -hmm. is to be polite. Mm -hmm. Do you some, my second rule. Do something that sucks every single day. I've heard that before. <laughs> I've heard that before. It's by David Goggins. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, David so Goggins. Yes. And I also uh, also someone else. Um, don't do something that scares you every single day. It scares or sucks. Because it build, builds your mental callus. Is it, is it? Yeah, that's what that's what that's how Goggins put it. My third rule. Mm-hmm. 
Don't let society influence you. Don't let society influence you. I love that. Fourth rule, don't let someone ruin your dreams or plans. Mm-hmm. Fifth rule, be confident in everything you say and do. Be confident in everything. Mm-hmm. Next rule, don't show emotions in public. Don't show emotions in public. Really? Don't show emotions in public. Elaborate on that, please. You can't be hyped up. No, excited. I'm not talking about those rules. I'm not talking about hyped up. I'm talking about showing negative. Yeah, negative Sad and emotions. submissive emotions in public. That will lead people to think that, you know, they're weak, you know. You, but here. You don't got what it takes. Can I, can I, can I interrupt real yeah. quick? I want to expand on this a little. Because I feel that. So what? So what that people think you're weak? What does it matter to you? To me. What, what does it matter? Think about that. What does it matter? You t- you're just talking about social likableness or whatever mm-hmm. how does other people thinking you're weak change you nothing that doesn't do anything you, who you are how strong you are you know that you don't need people to think how strong you are like here's the here's the sad truth some people may just like i don't know some some dude that could be 300 pounds whoever he, he sees that's like lighter than him he just thinks they're weak like, you can't change that mind. But it doesn't matter. Like, so what? Oh, yeah, you think I'm weak? Oh. Okay. Sure. W- 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 what now? Like, am I going to change? Yeah. I'm going to stop? So Like, you can keep keep going with your life you know, and your direction, you know what I'm saying? Here's the reason why I said that. Mm-hmm. So, one of my favorite people of all time, Chuck Norris, mm-hmm. said, men are like steel. When they lose their temper, they lose their worth. And... I don't. I don't. I, that's that's yeah. where we're some somewhere where don't we're getting. Emotions, but but what I meant, but when I say crying in public is to me, crying is an act of submissive. Crying is basically saying. So what though? You no, you look you, at top wanna, athletes. Mm-hmm. No, they that, break that down. Cry, so that cry is that cry is tear of joy. The oh, tear of sadness too, losing in the World Cup, or like. You know, being defeated in in championship semifinals. You're the top of the world. You're on top of the world. That's what I'm saying. Does that's what I'm saying? So showing sad emotions. So what? People judge me. So what? You are. You know your worth. You know you are on top of the world. You know where I'm getting at now. Mm -hmm. When you know your own worth. It's so what that that other people think you. You sitting by yourself. People judging you. People like yeah, he's sitting. He doesn't have any friends. So what? You know your worth. You know you have friends. You know that you mean to people. And you know that you're not toxic. That you don't just gossip about random people. And you know that people who judge you by sitting by, uh, of sitting by yourself, those are people that are losers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those people who judge other people and say that they're weak, those people are the greatest losers. Let me tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Because the strongest people... They don't judge. They, here, here, have you ever heard of the quote that um from Kongzi? Basically, this means. is the quote that Kongzi said. Basically, it means that whenever you're walking with two other people, there's one person you can no, learn three from. People. Yeah, two other people there. There's always someone to learn from. That just shows that everyone has some quality that you learn from. True, strong people. 
they admit their mistakes. They face their mistakes. And they can admit it in the public because they don't care about what people say. And they would learn. They, 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 they're humble. They learn. Like, you, you judge them. They're like, oh, okay. Well, why? Why did you say that? Like, we people, what, what, what do they do when people judge them? You know what they do? They jump up. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, I'm, I'm stronger. Come on. And then let talk into the work. It's true strong people, they're, they're like, they don't even care about those judgments. You know what I'm saying? Are you still with me? Yeah, no. I'm looking at some, some cool I found the other day. Yeah. But, 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 but basically, being the ability to not giving a fuck, it's the hardest thing to do. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm still trying to hone it. It's still so fucking hard. But if you can achieve that, you're in control of your life because you love yourself, and that's enough. You know what David Goggins said? That's what? really similar to what you said, saying is you need to be in control of your mind. If you let your mind be in control of your body, then you're fucked. That's what basically, that's what basically he said. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically the same thing as saying stop all instant forms of gratification. Mm-hmm. That can that can be so much. That could be like eating a fast meal, watching inappropriate videos, inappropriate adult videos, <laughs> and uh, playing some games that will grant you instant gratification. You instant know, instant gratification. But scroll Instagram, whatever. You, you know what gives me gratification? What? When I worked eight hours. That cut, that's that's what I'm saying. And then no no. no. Finishing that term like, paper. You know, I don't want this to be like something that's just for high school students, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what I'm talking about, like, gratification is something that I work, something I work towards every single day of my life. And then one day, I prove to the world that I have what it takes to do something. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I, you know, it takes so much time. It takes so much energy. Mm-hmm. I just want to build slowly and slowly and slowly. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's... Exactly. Also, something that's very important for me, always, is to don't is to never judge a person, because you don't know where they're coming from. You know. That's what I'm saying. That's people, exactly what I'm saying. People who people, judge yeah. other people, uh-huh. people who judge, they don't. They themselves, they don't. They're weak because they don't really. They don't understand. They don't. Perhaps they don't even understand themselves. Because when you do understand yourself, you realize that you have so many different personalities and, and you can't, you're not simple. The thing you don't realize is you don't, you have no idea what another person's going through. Exactly. And so most of the time, they're not going to tell you, like, if something really, really devastating is going on in someone's life, and you don't know the guy very well, they, w- they will never tell you, you know? Yeah. They will never t- and And you'll just see a look with, like, and then you would think to you, oh, that guy's a loser, but... But but that guy could have accomplished so many things, you know. Mm-hmm. And having respect for people who deserve respect is another really important rule for me. Mm-hmm. I I don't give anyone my respect until they lose it. And to some people, my respect means nothing, and I can understand why, because you know they don't really care about respect very much. But but so what? Those people they don't deserve my respect. Exactly. And. They can do whatever they want. Exactly. Because I'm not going to them. Because they're irrelevant. Dude, one year from now, those people, what are they going to do? Like, what what difference is it going to make? Dude, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll finish very soon. But 
just just let me just before we go i just want to just say this uh, last year when i started this podcast so many people were judging me you know people are like what, what is that guy doing like last year when i was just decided to go and train work hard extra every single day in soccer so many people laughed at me and mocked me and they're like what is he doing and you know I can tell people are making fun of me behind my back. You know, I, I come in here and I walk that way and people are like, you know, so yeah, I what? Know. I know what that feeling. I, I know exactly you know that feeling, what that yeah. feels like. And you know but, what? Yeah. I'm happy that I'm, I'm genuinely happy for that kind of feeling, for that kind of look of disgust, because that is telling that me shows that I am doing losers. something different that, than what they're doing. And exactly. they are being losers, and I'm telling, and that's telling me something. That's telling me that I am one step away from being a loser and one step closer to success, and that makes me happy. That makes me very happy. Exactly. It's like what it's like when when my podcast starts to blow up, when those big names start to come, like oh, these people start to be like, oh, yo, good stuff on your podcast. Can it come one day? It was yeah. hey, man. Sure, Chad why not? And his podcast. Like, legendary. Like, I love it. Dude, it's not only that. It's with so many other things in life. People can freaking... Like singing, for example. People mocked me when I start when, when I just told them, like, I'm going to be... A, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna do be a singer for a jazz combo this year. They're like, what? You what can song? sing? Fly Me, Fly to, me the to the Moon. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, I love it. That's one of the best I, ever. Yeah, exactly. Like, people, people are mocking me. People are like... You, you you can sing. People are choking me on my first audition with rehearsal. <laughs> Guess what happened Friday? Wow. I killed it at, yeah. at, at the show, bro. The 30, 40 people, people were hooked. People were random people that. holding up their phones, filming me. They're like, damn. After the show, people are coming up to me like, great performance. Dude. Yeah, don't get, don't got, let yeah. those people define you. Don't let those people who are irrelevant define you. Not irrelevant, so to say. But don't let those negative naysayers d- define you and torture them with success. Because what happens when you torture them with success? They start to be like, oh, shit, I respect that guy. And they give you respect. And now is the time for you to show your true class. By, by forgetting all the stinginess and all what happened, you'd be like, yeah, I appreciate it, man. That's... Caught on another level. That's what we want to be on another level. And I know time is running really short. We've ran this for like what one hour and eight minutes. I have no idea. That's what I was saying. That's that's the magic of podcasting because once you're in it, you can't stop, and and you're just in the moment, and you love it, and you love it. And let me ask you the same question that I that I've asked with all my guests. Did you have a good time here today? <laughs> that's a rhetorical. <laughs> You're coming back again, are you? You want to come back again? Hey, I'd be honored to. Have, if you could, if you invite me again, I'd be honored. Exactly, man. That's that's the beauty of podcasting. I, I I love it. I dude, I am so grateful you came today. It's like an interview with a. Oh, it's like an interview, but you know, not really <laughs> formal, so you can get everything off your chest. Exactly, and I yeah. feel like we can go so many places. I I I am extremely grateful about your stories about your vulnerability about showing your weaknesses because man i hope that would appreciate that would that would change someone's lives because that certainly inspired me to get my one percent better you know i I, i'm i'm grateful that you came today man i love you 
1% club this Wednesday, all right? Yeah. 1110. 11.10. 11.10. For those who are still listening. Yeah. Join the 1% club and have this mindset. ASMR? ASMR? Ready? Yeah. Ready? No, that doesn't work. Does it work? Yeah. Oh, that was... Oh, yeah. Oh, one thing I hate in life, ASMR. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Those people who are like... So and watching those no and no and, and, and their and their and their mouths are like so today. oh dude this is no bro is I just, I'm, I'm turning that off immediately all right we're getting all right, all right we're getting lost but hey but the the per the people who I'm most grateful of is you the listeners who are still listening thank you so much for listening to yet another bigger picture podcast and the bigger picture podcast is back so that means we're gonna get so many new episodes coming soon and I. Appreciate you guys for sticking with me. Work and hard, baby. Work hard. Love you guys. And I will see you in the next episode.